I'm Allie. I'm Anne. And I'm Leah. And we are on another abnormal schedule this week. So <laughs> start out by addressing that. Surprise, uh, bitches, it's us. <laughs> as you probably, you, avid AEW <laughs> watcher, as all of our listeners are, probably know, <laughs> Dynamite has been on Saturday for the past two weeks. So today we are going to be talking about the past two weeks of Rampage and Dynamite. That's four mm-hmm. shows. So this mm-hmm. is going to be a real whirlwind. Uh, this show will come out whenever you're hearing it, and <laughs> there won't be an episode this coming Sunday, which I think is Halloween. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No Halloween app. Uh, and then we'll be back on our normal schedule uh, next week, Emirates uh, Ocean. So, um, ha- Halloween is, of course, um, a religious holiday for us witches, <laughs> so that is why yes. we, we, <laughs> yes, well, we're taking it off. Yes, we'll be celebrating Uh in the nude. By the <laughs> uh, okay, we're off to a good start. We're off to a good start. Uh, let's. I just wanted to acknowledge up front, just because I think it's been kind of fun to see the content. The biggest thing that's been happening for the past few weeks is that some of the wrestlers have been on the Jericho cruise, and yeah. I think the Jericho cruise actually looks kind of fun. I honestly, like, I was joking about going to it ahead of time, but then I did kind of wish I had gone to it, even though it must be, like, insane to just be, like, be trapped on a boat. Yeah. Like, it's got to actually be, and I'm not a cruise person really so I think it's got to actually not be great but like (laughs) just seeing a lot of people I'm again I'm in Minnesota so now it is getting really cold and it's like they're all in shorts and flippy floppies and and taking weird chicken pics with wrestlers and I thought god I wish that was me (laughs) I know plus like you could really get really close to all the wrestling matches and um also, I did see a tweet where someone like had a picture, you know, like of like a, the crowd at one of the matches on the cruise or whatever, and they were like, "There's no women in this picture. There are two women," and they like circled both of them, and they were like, "This one looks like why did my boyfriend bring me to this? And this one looks like I can't believe I have to be here." Which they really did, so it was pretty funny. I just think it, it wouldn't not be fun to like in a large group of women bring kind of a Nashville bachelorette party energy to the Jericho, <laughs> the Jericho. cruise, and I, I think that, that maybe the rest would appreciate that change of pace as well I think they would I think they'd love to see some unaccompanied women you know walking around (laughs) so next year and Chris Jericho you know you can like if you have like a press a press fair that you want to you want to contact us (laughs) that's right you know we (laughs) we'll come cover it we'll live pod from the cruise we always say nice things about you so I'm sure you'll big fans I will say I did really enjoy that Chris Jericho seemed to be like being best friends with Orange Cassidy like he wore they tagged together and like time. wore he wore Orange Cassidy's shirt like he, he wore his whole outfit which was cute more specifically he made up a shirt of him like Chris Jericho oh, in the glasses oh, was and was no. yeah he was wearing his own version <laughs> which is say, a level of planning that I was like amazing. I'm on board yeah you know ver- the versions of uh, the orange Cassidy shirt that you see floating around on Twitter of like the other wrestlers have done like of themselves like Danhausen has one mm-hmm. that sometimes mm-hmm. comes up uh, they are just really enjoyable I'm like that's such a fun little like Easter egg that occasionally you're like wait a <laughs> second that's not OC that's somebody else <laughs> um, uh, the one more thing about this the I don't know why it was so funny to me that I, when I watched the video of Chris Jericho announcing that they were going to be a tag team he was like and I, Chris Jericho, am going to tag with Orange Cassidy, and our tag name is going to be Orange Jericho. <laughs> and I was like, you're such a clever, clever man. Uh, you <laughs> took hours some overtime thought. hours yeah. on that one, Chris. <laughs> Uh, well, I love it. I'm actually fully supporter of the Jericho Cruise. Uh, <laughs> speaking of other things that I support, we are going to check in on my favorite running feud right now, mm. MJF and Darby. Uh, so the last time you heard from us on the pod, MJF and some of his goons or his goons, I don't know who exactly did it. I think I assume it was him. <laughs> they were Darby. disguised, so it was pretty. Yeah, they were wearing their ski masks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, had jumped Darby in a parking lot and really fucked him up, which is like when it's Darby, like, you know, th- that man is stopped by nothing. So the implication <laughs> is that they really did a, a pretty bad beating on him. Uh, Darby has not been seen since. Mm-mm. MJF has been on dynamite slash rampage twice 
just to vamp about <laughs> how, how do you like me now, Darby? Have I broken you <laughs> mentally now, Darby? So I think one time uh, he did a bit where he pretended not to know that Darby had postponed the match and he made little poor little Bryce Remsburg <laughs> count to 10 to declare him the winner with like Bryce being like, oh, no, it's not right. The first thing came out to, to stop him. And then this week uh, he beat Sting up. He and yeah. Sean, the chairman Spears with Wardlow <laughs> standing by beat the legend Sting up. It was pretty brutal. And then he like held Sting's head up and like yelled degrading. into the camera, like, Darby, I know you're watching, you know, like, isn't this breaking mm-hmm. you kind of thing? Yeah. Right. How have I broken you mentally now, Darby? I The fixation on that phrase is so delicious to me. It's just working so well. I mean, who? Yeah. I'm going to say something potentially spicy, oh, which is okay. that Sting... During the period that MJ <laughs> was holding him, I was like, if this man know. was in his prime, I, I don't know where you're very going into this. this. <laughs> he was doing a very sexual sassed ragdoll. Leah, you, that was barely, I was barely, yeah. I could barely understand what you're saying, but I, I think, I think I understand the, the, the heart of what you're saying. <laughs> You know, I don't disagree. It's like if Darby had been the one being held like that. But specifically, I was like, Sting is doing a good. Oh, it was matter. about Sting for you. No, it was go about on, Leah. St- it was about Sting, but it like was I was very Sting. conscious that uh-huh. Sting is not an age range that I am normally into. Sting is- but the things okay. he was doing was good. What thi- what things? <laughs> What things he do, Leah? What things did he do? When MJF had him by the hair, <laughs> he was cradled between MJF's knees. He was, yeah, yeah he was cradled, right. and he was making agony faces. I just—he didn't feel good. He was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I like that this segment right now is just like Allie's always attracted to Sting, and Leah's having to admit that she was in this moment and describe it to her. It's just like. I actually, I actually just like forgot that I'm attracted to Sting, and that's not even how I was engaging with this. But it is true that I have often said that I love his juicy yoga thighs. Mm. So I'm glad that Leah and I could share this sexual. Shek- <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there uh, is this on. like element of uh, humiliation, and uh, yeah, it's it's got dynamics to it. <laughs> There's sure. quite a few dynamics, uh, and it I, I it did just feel outrageous. Like yeah, to, for to do that to to sting the legend yeah. sting the Arnold. legend sting. Um, I guess let's actually discuss this really quickly. Do do you guys agree? And I believe you do. MJF has like the most prominent junk. In, yeah, in, at AEW, right? Like when he's on stage, you really see it. I was really noticing it this week, like because I think he was wearing these kind of like salmon-colored little Russell panties, and they were like pink on the junk, but like had a different, like a gray on the thigh. So oh, it just they, looked they, very like, oh my god, can you see? And then it was like, no, it's just like, but it was very dick for oh wow i didn't think i saw well i like it that's very funny especially because of the i think it was the elite or no it was the dark order this week being like i think you should show some tip (laughs) 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 but it does kind of feel like it's like mjf is almost already doing that yeah (laughs) it's just dangerous but i like that as we said we're getting spicy in this segment um (laughs) How close do you guys think Wardlow is to doing something big? I think it's starting. I don't know how long they're going to draw it out, but I think we're on the on-ramp. Yeah, it seems like it for sure, Like, which I'm very excited for because um, a little yeah. riff there is uh, electrifying. I know. I that I... I I know this is the thing that Leah is most excited for us to discuss today, probably. Uh, they MJF, Wardlow, and Sean Spears did a little skit. I have to say they are all really good at doing little skits. Like, it felt yeah. very, like, natural but performing at the same time. You know what yeah. I mean? It's good theater. Uh, Wardlow was like, what the fuck? You shoved me in front of Sting. 
MJF was like, no, I didn't do anything. You know, I respect you. You know, I, I pay you good because you are so good. But I do think maybe I've put a little too much on just you alone. So from now on, you're going to have an accountability buddy. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Which is the funniest Sean's little word. So like, funny. It just gets so fast at the end. Accountability buddy. It's, uh, accountability buddy. <laughs> uh, and then he disappeared and Wardlow looked at Sean Spears and Sean Spears just goes hey (laughs) (laughs) and I thought I actually I was watching it on my own I said out loud fuck I know because (laughs) I did in that moment like Sean Spears it was a very likable (laughs) moment from him and he was he was wearing a hat right so like you couldn't see his dumb hair the hat is so important because when I see the mohawk I feel so angry at him <laughs> yeah. but when it's hidden i start I to think he but it's is like pretty he's, funny he's a comedy boy and he's an attractive man when you can't see his hair uh, that's actually. not it that's not it for me really okay well <laughs> <laughs> but uh, his personality becomes more attractive well yeah for sure i mean the mohawk really draws the eye <laughs> personality wise (laughs) the mohawk is kind of its own personality (laughs) uh well excited to see that play out also this week in mjf world uh mjf rented out ftr to andrade the implications (laughs) of this are many uh and so that they could Fight as fake luchadors, the Super Frogs, against the Lucha <laughs> Brothers in a match that they won. So they won the Lucha Brothers AAA belts. Discuss. I mean, not to be like giant pinnacle fans this week, but like <laughs> this was the most I liked FTR, I think, ever. Them Larry. hopping around in those stupid little frog <laughs> outfits. Yeah. I was like, this is right. This is what you should be doing. <laughs> I agree. It really is feeling to me like the pinnacle men were trapped in the Macho Olympics with the mm-hmm. inner circle mm-hmm. where everybody had to constantly be like, I'm serious. This is serious. I'm taking this seriously. And what they have done since leaving that feud, they're going absolutely wacko crazy and i love it mm-hmm. i think it's great yeah mm-hmm. i know and ftr is still like so self-serious in their little promos but like yeah the hopping around with the like the frogs it's like could you get more of this energy like in everything you're doing <laughs> like just love it i want to see you guys hopping backstage i want to see you, i want to see you hop into your cars i want to yeah. see you hopping with your wives i want to get that hop on I know. And then it was very weird with this match, too, because it was like we weren't supposed to know who they were. Like it was this, these mystery men, super frogs. And then CM Punk was like, it's definitely FTR in there in a very like derisive way, which was really funny. And it well, it was. So let's take a poll. Who thinks that it was fine that like he was supposed to just say it and that was right. And who thinks that he wasn't supposed to say it that early? I don't think he was because it should have been a moment where they pulled off the masks and everybody like lost their mind. But I I I, think he undercut it. I completely agree. I, I don't know. I'm like on the fence about whether or not he was supposed to, I think it would have been better if he hadn't like, but I don't know if it was the plan or not, but I think he should have, if he was going to reveal it, like at least said it like, two more minutes into the match because he said it like literally <laughs> as soon as they got out there basically and was, i felt like the response from the rest of the commentary team was kind of like oh we're gonna be yeah. saying that right now yeah nobody really responded to him when he said it yeah I, it was really weird to me it's like i just feel like i didn't i expected to see lots of people being like cm punk really just kind of like gave that one away for free huh and i didn't really see that yeah. but uh He's i definitely kind of was a- like weird energy on commentary in general I, I have to say that I don't love it but I think it's just he like makes me kind of nervous and f- I guess for yeah. reasons like this where I'm like what is the next thing you're gonna say? he's always <laughs> saying something that I'm like I did not see that coming. uh yeah you feel like a metaphor could like, really get away from him pretty easily <laughs> yeah but you know I mean give give people time to mm-hmm. to get used to it I guess um what did you think about the Andrade MJF team up angle uh, I don't, I mean, though, though Andrade has been winning me over lately. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but he's been like loosening up in a way that I found very funny. And the two of them in the stairwell talking did crack me up multiple times. I thought it was a great promo. Yeah, I thought it was good. I would like this team up just because I feel like Andrade is like a good wrestler, but he hasn't really won me over yet. So I feel like a, like MJF could bring some stuff out in him to make him more enjoyable. Nothing's well, not enjoyable. Now- it's just, you know. 
now he's like mixed up in we'll get to this later but mixed up in like malachi black's whole deal too a little bit although it's kind of unclear whatever we'll get to it later but i am like i like that he's getting integrated into some other factions like he has a little bit of a vibe of like you know he's like i'm gonna use you till i don't need you anymore which i think is that's good. I like when two con men are kind of trying to con each other. And yeah. You're like, who's going to totally. come out on top? Yeah. That's, I yeah. like that. And I think the integration into more storylines will really like do a lot for me because he has kind of been off on his own more up to this point. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Bobby Fish, who I will say I did typo him as Booby Fish <laughs> in, this, in this document. And I do love his boobs. I want to get that out there. I actually am obsessed with his body. Oh my God. Did we even talk on this podcast about his match with, with Brian Danielson? Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson? that oh, you just did. manifested? Didn't. I know. I, I think it was in this I, four. I think episodes. it was in this. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's in this um, time Guys. period, but where yeah. it fell, couldn't tell you. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. No. Believe, I, I feel like it was last schedule. weekend stuff, but yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. It was last weekend. It was. Oh, it was on uh, Dynamite because he fought the night before on the Rampage buy-in too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that match was everything that I wanted. <laughs> the, those, those it's men. crazy you manifested that. <laughs> like, I know. I know. And I really like when I like I really in the episode was like I know I won't get it. <laughs> well, there was. It. There was two things that you manifested in that episode because it was this and you were like, what's going on with Lee Moriarty? Have we seen him lately? And then the very next day they were like, he's fighting on Rampage and he's been signed. (laughs) Yeah. And it was a good match on Rampage because that was against Suzuki, Suzuki or Danielson. It was one of those buy-in matches, I think. Don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh Brian Danielson and Bobby Fish have perfect little beefy old timey bodies. <laughs> I saw them fight each other. I got so just like overstimulated. <laughs> so I think it's cool. The cool thing about wrestling is that it's like you learn stuff about yourself every day when you <laughs> stuff you didn't know. Stuff you did not know. Uh, But anyway, this week, Bobby Fish fought Anthony Green on Dynamite. I do not know if I was supposed to know who Anthony Green... I think we've seen him before, maybe... Yeah, he. I think he was on Dynamite sometime this month, but he's been on Dark a couple of times. Um, he, like, he tagged with... Who did Mox and um, Eddie fight recently? Oh. They fought, you know what I'm talking about? They, fight, oh, yeah, they, they fought him and somebody else. You're was right. Like that's Matt what Seidel I'm remembering or him from. Yeah, something. Oh, that sounds maybe. kind of right, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, I kind of liked his outfit. I thought it was a little... Like, it was like a... Well... I don't know. Just the like Woodstock vibe. I kind of, I was kind of into it um, as like a comedy bit. Obviously, <laughs> I wasn't horny about him. I, my eyes were elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> it was a squash match, uh, but then CM Punk came out to defend him somehow afterwards. I don't remember why. I never remember why. Um, I yeah. I, I felt like her. Do CM Punk and Bobby Fish have heat right now? I well yeah. now they do. Well yeah, they but got like, into a whole and it was a really like I thought they were giving each other some sexy looks and like Bobby <laughs> Fish likes to do that dramatic like Leah's laughing at me so hard she's just like this is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the old timey carnival marker. <laughs> my son listen <laughs> when you talk about bobby fish i do feel like uh you know samwise being like don't go where i can follow and i cannot follow you to bobby fish i just can't i'm only going there it's like a i'm just going there personally it's like i'm not even trying to take anyone <laughs> when i go where bobby fish is that's for me and kind of only for me <laughs> um the greatest my greatest showman um yeah, but he's going to fight CM Punk. And uh, Lee, I believe you have a little CM Punk reportage for us. Just this is so stupid, but it blew my mind. I was l- cracking up on Saturday. Uh, I watched Dynamite with uh, two of my friends who are we're going to uh, Dynamite Wednesday with. And my friend Tracy, who is not an AEW watcher, what CM Punk come, comes out and she said in the world's <laughs> mildest tone, that mo- man looks like Christopher Maloney. <laughs> 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 She's not wrong. 
<laughs> I can see it as you say it. I can see it. Yeah, and I can like now once you like start looking at me, you're like, yeah, no, I can't unsee it now. It's it was just I just lost my mind laughing about them. <laughs> Well, I thought CM Punk was looking pretty good when he came out in that backwards baseball cap and that shirt mm-hmm. with the yeah. silver with the uh, silver in his beard. It looks good with the silver in his beard. That's yeah. a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Something to think about for some. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Leah, did you did you have anything? Do you have any insight into um, this uh, thoughts about Punk's potential heel turn? Yeah, well, I mean, so my friend Sarah has, which you saw part of it, she has this whole theory going about CM Punk's heel turn, which Mm -hmm. honestly, she could be full of shit. So don't, I mean, this is nothing, but we're full of shit on everything. (laughs) I'm just interested in in what she thinks. So she thinks like she was saying that when he came out on Dynamite and he was looking around at the crowd, it felt like he was really like eating up the crowd reaction in a like really obvious way. And Mm -hmm. she was saying that she was thinking that that's going to be part of his heel turn that like he's addicted to the crowd and is following like he's obsessed with whether the crowd is really like is if he's played it out so too much or like she thinks that the crowd is going to be part of his heel turn, which is really interesting. Could see that. And I also am interested in, I think there's a bunch of stuff you could do where it's like, he's feeding off the energy of the crowd and then you get a little sour note and then he's like turning on the crowd kind yeah. of like you could do something with that. That'll be cool. Yeah. I'd yeah. be really that good he if does... they did something with that. I feel like, cause like, cause they've been doing so much time where he gets cheered and stuff. So it'd be nice if they like wrap that into like a, you know, right. And it's, character it's note. interesting because like it's, I mean, it's, it's almost like CM Punk wants the crowd to be the other character in his heel turn, which mm. actually is what's going on with Cody, but Cody doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> right. I know. Yeah, that's really yeah. true. Well, we, yeah, we should um, put a pin in this and come back to it when we get to the Cody stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good thought. Um, oh, yeah. So he's going to fight Bobby Fish CM Punk. Well, Mama's going to like it. Uh, <laughs> last week, Yuda Wheeler Yuda and Mox had a super squash match did we already talk about this I think we did uh maybe we didn't well I don't know but uh <laughs> I mostly am there's two things that I want to do so one I'm leading into we're gonna talk about what's going on in the men's eliminator tournament I would like to briefly touch on this full-length leather coat that <laughs> Yuda is wearing uh have you guys been thinking about this at all I can't say that I have. Uh, yeah, I haven't put a lot of like thought into you, it, but I know what you're talking about. Like, like and it, but like the spike from Buffy leather coat that he's yeah. Sp- I like you went there. I also went to Blade. Like mm. he, what? You know, it's just kind of like a why for me because <laughs> um, I don't think I understand it, and I'm just interested. And I thought maybe you know. Somebody. I think those kind of leather coats, like they can look cool on the right kind of person who can pull them off. And it's not like it doesn't look cool on him, but I feel like when I see it on him, I'm all like, oh, baby, which I think it's not usually the vibe you're looking for with like a yeah. leather duster. You know? I really don't think it looks cool. I <laughs> obviously think he's so sweet and I want to hear that he got signed and I'm begging AEW to sign him and tell me they did it. But I think it's so funny and crazy. It's like, and I keep being like, it does it go with like the, the gear? Like you're doing a futuristic kind kind of like steampunk thing (laughs) I I don't want that for you I personally am not a steampunk person (laughs) (laughs) no but you got to commit to it if that's what you're doing and yeah I don't know what his overall the overall vibe he's trying for I just had a staggering thought I don't know if this is gonna hit anybody else but (laughs) I did just realize that especially when he's wearing that wet leather coat and because of his face Wheeler Yuta looks like a like character from questionable content came to life did you guys ever read that web no. comic back when web comics were cool i mean not for a long time i can see it what was you're a saying, long though. time ago yeah. i think i was reading that when i was in middle school good god you know what uh if i find a good picture i will uh put it on the twitter i'll have, I'll have actually i'll probably have someone else put it on the twitter <laughs> <laughs> um okay. yeah he does have a questionable content vibe as you're saying i just googled because mm-hmm. i was like what do they look like but um yeah no you can uh, see it right uh, yep for sure <laughs> i'm impressed yeah. that you could drag that up from the old memory box so. it's in a it's in a kind of a format one of the formative corners mm. of the brain unfortunately <laughs> i mean not unfortunately it was 
It was funny sometimes. Okay. <laughs> um, so in the men's eliminator tournament, the Unimox thing plays in because OC gave Mox a little like, you seems like that was kind of mean to my son look as Mox mm-hmm. was leaving. We By the way, this we squash get- match, I don't know if we did talk about it, but Mox's energy where he just like ran out real fast, squashed him, <laughs> and then like ran out again, like seeming really mad, just in a like, I've got a lot to do today. And like, I, I squashed this guy. And like, now I'm like, on like to nobody my even next fucking thing. told me that I had a match. I get back here. They're like, you got to go out there and fight. I don't have the fucking time for it. I love yeah. that energy in a squash match. Like, I wish every, well, I don't wish everyone was doing it because it would diminish how good this was, but uh, it was great. It was was great yeah i agree it was it was a uniquely good squash match <laughs> um so in the first round of the men's eliminator tournament oc fought will hobbs i'm gonna let you guys describe and or just immediately react to the match i did not think it was the best match mm-hmm. i think it was paced really weirdly i mean oc does the thing where he gets beat up a lot in the first three quarters and then he comes back and does cool shit mm-hmm. and then either wins or doesn't win but they forgot to have him do cool shit and then he just (laughs) accidentally won (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, seriously and like i i mean i had a good time watching it because i always enjoy watching oc but um yeah the pacing was weird and then i kind of like was like ooh, he's fighting will hobbs it's gonna be a real like big man throws around little man and like he did but i don't know it felt not as not as big man he got picked up as i hoped it's interesting because I do think they did some real big man, little man moves. Like Will Hobbs was doing, what's it called? The, when he gets him over the shoulders and it's just, yeah, him in. I forget what it's called. And he like caught him out of the air and stuff. Like he did the moves. I just, I think I, I expected OC to be like a little more like rag dolled. Uh, I don't know making his little I'm very beat up faces this is very funny because I'm like oh I thought he did tons of that but <laughs> it's a it is a real your mileage yeah. may vary situation uh I agree that I thought it was it was pretty light on the comeback uh and it's kind of like just a little bit like I'm like well that I know that is my sneaky boy and I like when he's a little sneaky but it was like a little too sneaky where yeah. I was like no you do your good wrestling show yeah. us your good wrestling when you beat him yeah. right right I mean him tricking uh Will Hobbs into like getting pinned isn't usually his style no it yeah. was I don't it was very strange but oh, I did OC, it did make OC me turn <laughs> <laughs> It did make me laugh, though, after Bryce, like, the internet, uh, like, fervor over that that tweet that was going around about whether Bryce tries to steal the spotlight too much. They had yeah. Bryce do multiple spots. They did. Yeah. <laughs> in the past two weeks. Like, this point, the one here where Hobbs got mad at Bryce and lifted him out of the air <laughs> and carried him across the <laughs> ring did crack me up. That yeah. That was very funny. And I thought it was, I thought it was very sweet throughout some matches the past week uh that they clearly backstage were like no 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 Bryce we like what you do we're gonna (laughs) use you um it was just I think Anne you said you did you missed this there just was like one person uh, who must have a following I don't know who it was just tweeting and being like Bryce Remsburg is a shitty ref he always gets like he thinks he's the center of every match and like is always centering himself in the matches and it's really distracting and then obviously lots of people were like no Bryce is a really good ref and lots of wrestlers were like Bryce is my favorite ref yeah right sweet right yeah right so I think I think I think they clearly on purpose were like it's Bryce week at (laughs) (laughs) eight I love um okay so the upshot of that is that OC is going to fight Mox in the next round of the tournament. And if this isn't a good match, AEW is going to be in trouble. Yeah. It, it has to be. I'm so excited for this, though. It'll be so fun to get to see the two of them wrestle. I know. It better not be a squash match. I want at yeah. least 15 minutes. Like, I must yeah. see. Yeah, I need it. Uh, also in the men's eliminator, Brian Danielson fought Dustin Rhodes in a match that was was not really for us. <laughs> <laughs> Like, not like, and not even in a mean way, like, oh, it wasn't to my taste. Like, it wasn't for me. (laughs) I know. I felt very like, well, it was like, clearly Brian Anderson was going to win. So it wasn't like suspenseful. And then it's like, I feel fond of Dustin Rhodes, but like, yeah, I just don't care. 
It did crack me up. I was watching, like I said, with my friend Tracy, who's not a normal watcher. And she was like, at the very beginning, she was like, this man is too old to be wrestling. (laughs) What is he doing? And then like partway through the match, she started actively cheering against Brian Danielson. I was like, like, are you rooting for Dustin Rhodes? And she was like, yeah, this is bullshit. Leave that old man alone. (laughs) That's super charming. Uh, I do feel really fond of Dustin Rhodes a lot of the times these days I think like just because like the women's division clearly likes him so much and are so like happy with him as a mentor so mm-hmm. that he gets a lot of shine off of that uh I am every time he wrestles I'm reminded again that his costume is perverted <laughs> it is the thing that should most not be allowed to be seen on tv he came right out of a bdsm dungeon in that and like to wrestle I think it's crazy I hate it, but I am entranced <laughs> by it at times. <laughs> yeah, and he it's smears a lot choice. of paint too, but not in a hot way, like the other no. boys. <laughs> um, also, this week, uh, Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston had a match, uh, which was a lot of Lance Archer beaten on Eddie and beaten on a wrestler who was pretending to be a bystander and, you know, doing his whole big thing. And then he injured himself, which even though by the time I watched Dynamite, it was not live. And he was it live this week. I assume. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, By the time I watched, I knew that he was okay. It still was really scary. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, quick, quick though, that wrestler in the crowd, did you clock that that was our very own bread man? Yeah. It was, it was, (laughs) crisscross no. <laughs> yeah it was crisscross <laughs> marcus cross, or yeah. yes i think that i had seen uh I, I didn't see all the group chat conversation about this match but i think i had seen that and then so i was thinking about it while i watched and was like oh yeah i would not have i guess it's very bright kind of long hair but yeah very funny um, this match accidentally had the exact same problems as OC versus Hobbs, which is that Lance Archer got injured before Eddie had a chance to stage his comeback. So then yeah. like Eddie just got beat up for a while and then rolled up Lance Archer and then it was over. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the same do you, thing. Do you think that it was the ending that it was supposed to be? Like, I know it, I mean, they called an audible, so obviously it's not how it was supposed to end, but do you think it was the outcome it was supposed to be? Or do you think the audible they called was to have Eddie win? I think it must have been the outcome that they wanted it to be because when OC's audible got called, they still like figured out a way to have the ending be the same. So I think that they would have, because Lance got back into the ring. So I think that they would have, if if Lance was supposed to win, I think they would have had Eddie get pinned. But if they were worried about, because the way they did it with OC, they were like, okay, we're going to set up the, the, that there'll be three of them. So, and we, at the time we were like, so that if OC is actually injured, they can get him out of it. Yeah. But this one, I was like, if Lance Archer, it isn't fit to wrestle next week, then they don't have an easy out. So that was the reason I was like, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. The thing with this injury that was a little bit weird to me, like um, compared to like some other injuries where they like seemed really concerned. is like the commentary table was just kind of like, Oh, he landed on his head, like in a very, like, they didn't seem very worried at all. And like, they showed him doing it like in a replay, which they also usually don't do. Like if someone like hurts themselves. So I was a little bit like, like, I assume like it definitely was like, you know, an accident, but it was like a little bit, it didn't, I don't know. It just seemed like they thought he was okay or it wasn't a big deal or something. Yeah, I agree that the fact that they showed a replay did make me think it was a kayfabe like injury. But then like later it became clear it wasn't. But yeah. they they were treating it like it was a kayfabe injury. Yeah. Just they were like, oh, yeah. he under rotated like immediately, and then like replayed it, and it was yeah. So I was in this like, wait, is this like for real or what? But yeah, that's interesting yeah. because I was seeing it after like I had already seen Twitter responses. I guess I just felt like the Twitter responses were like really clearly like that's a really scary thing to have happen. Like right. landing on yeah. your head is like really bad. So it would yeah. I don't it was know. It's just if- weird. Like because the commentary like when there was a time when like Matt Hardy got injured like they got real serious and like the tone really changed whereas this was like Excalibur being like oh yeah like under rotation like you can do that I don't know just like in a very not worried way it was interesting so I'd love to get behind the scenes and know if they have conversations about like what 
what's the right thing what's the right thing to do <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean because right, that Matt yeah. Hardy injury was pretty early right yeah it was right before we were watching for sure I feel like it was like 20, whatever 20 yeah early 2020 know. probably well I don't know anything uh but I do know that OC Mox and Danielson Kingston are the next two matches and I know that Mox did the heart horniest little <laughs> promo of all and I, I was again alone in my home afterwards I was just like that's the promo king I mean yeah. when Mox does <laughs> it ridiculous. you never for a second are like what is going to happen here he just is so himself and he was like I only care about my daughter I don't give a shit about any of this but I do have to win because I wish you know it would be better if I were a mailman but I'm not I'm here to do violence to other men so I've got to do good violence yeah. for my daughter a mailman or a gym teacher it gave me a real like wow what if Mox was a gym teacher like oh a little God. moment yeah <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> Imagine getting caught goofing off by gym teacher Mox. Like, I don't think I would shit my pants. For sure. But also imagine, like, gym teacher Mox giving a shit if I'm goofing off. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. it's true. an interesting line to ride. Right. Um, also on Dynamite this week, we had Pac Andrade Redux. This was, I think, was good wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, because I was a little bit like, oh, I'm not emotionally invested in these guys, but then I, like, really enjoyed the match. Like, they were doing really cool stuff, so so that was cool. Was I don't know enough <laughs> to say more than that. It is, I was... It's funny. Yeah, Sorry, funny. go ahead, Allie. No, I was just going to say it's funny with some of these matches. I'm just like, I don't really know. I think it was good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed good. I liked it. <laughs> I've been self-centeredly obsessed lately thinking about like why I like why I like the lucha wrestling much more than like the grappling. But like mm -hmm. what's very interesting about this match is that they really were doing both in a way that like yeah. I really liked. Like the two of them really go off the ropes but then manage to like grab each other in these brutal like you know what I mean or I don't know absolutely I absolutely know what you mean yeah. you know I was thinking when I was watching uh the interference that we'll talk about in a minute uh I was watching like the way that Pac was kicking Andrade and the way Andrade was responding and I thought to myself like this has come up before which it hasn't they really are like two war horses <laughs> 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 But it was like I could see them on the cover of, I of course was a little bit of a horse girl at one point. I had a bunch of horse books. I was really into horse books, not into actual horses. And I could just see both of them on the cover of like Man of War and the Black Stallion where they have that like muscly, like big, muscly, strong horse energy, but also these like graceful little kicks like the way that pot <laughs> kicks is so controlled but so strong and so graceful at the same time yeah and I was just like yes I'm watching stallions <laughs> I love that because you had like so much detail in your description of it which really brought it out but it also sounds like something Jim Ross would say like these are two war horses you know so amazing <laughs> I hope that I illustrated my point more than Jim Ross usually does you did by far yeah thank you <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I do, I really do know what you mean. I think it's like they bring together that like spectacle that is like when people are doing the high flying stuff with the, the real intensity of the close up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. totally. yeah. Which is a good combination. It's like, I, it does make you be like, oh yeah, whenever possible, let's do that. It, Cause yeah. it's really arresting. It's hard to look away. Right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, do you guys know why Malachi Black interfered? <laughs> Does anyone know? No, I, I really, it was like, I am not tracking their relationships at all, apparently. Because every time no. they ran out, I was like, wait, what's happening? And it happened two <laughs> nights in a row. And then the second night, I was I like, wait, I think this did happen last night. <laughs> no. And I just felt commentary, commentary kept saying that Malachi Black and Andrade are friends. But I don't, huh. I don't know if that's like a WWE. <laughs> Show me the proof. Thing. I know, right. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing that makes me so fucking crazy is that like, you they have to they have to set these things up you can't be like as we yeah. all know because we've all been watching 20 years of wrestling it's like yeah yeah what that makes but, me curious especially when people were like all oh, this new japan stuff is too much but it's like they were setting that stuff up but you can't just assume yeah everyone's yeah. been watching wwe this whole time it's right. not canon. right you gotta give us our little taste yeah just give the them one backstage thing where they right 
you know, pick out clothes for each other. And then, <laughs> no, then I'm on board, you know? <laughs> I'd love to watch a little sketch where it's like Andrade is just like looking at himself in the mirror, so pleased, and then the lights go out. He's <laughs> just like in the bathroom. And then Malachi Black's standing right behind him, like Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also did have my revelation this week that uh, Malachi Black is just the macavity of AEW. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about that all the time, where it's just like, it's just pure comedy that he's like, when I show up somewhere, the lights go out. And everyone's like, we were doing something here. <laughs> we were busy, actually. But sure, the lights go out. It, um, it does oh, make ahead. me laugh that for Full Gear, the notes that Tony made was like Cody versus Malachi or Andrade or Miro. But apparently they're just going to do Cody and... Pac versus Malachi and Andrade. And so it's just like, let's see how many oh, people we they? can put it. Th- did they, I, that's, did they that's, announce that? No, but the that's what the internet's theory is that that's yeah. going to be the foursome kind of for. The energy. Yeah. Pac yeah. Versus Malachi and Andrade. Well, I don't, I don't understand any of that. Really <laughs> this is very like that. Okay. Um, <sighs> okay. Oh, yeah. Cody came out and interfered at the e- with Malachi Black's interference at the end, blah, blah, blah. He was doing a casual Friday thing. <laughs> To appeal to the proletariat to show us he's not a Hollywood boy. So let's talk about Cody Rhodes. Cody and Malachi had their third match of this feud on Dynamite this week. Uh, Their intros are so long. I give it to Malachi because I love him. That's my little goth son. I have to, I don't want to stunt his emotional growth by telling him he has to cut off his intro, but between the two of them it's like we can't do this again they both need to have an abridged opening for when the other person also has a really long opening (laughs) i know know? it's like this it's like a short credit yeah exactly (laughs) but instead they're like this is like we the match begins with our intros (laughs) and then continues with our bodies (laughs) Uh, 20 minutes later we actually wrestle I know Cody got booed so intensely in this it, match. Like there was a Cody sucks. Um, yeah. Chant but, very and in r- that Cody Florida. sucks made my, yeah. my jaw dropped actually. Like, yeah. I was just so like, this is intense. Loud. Yeah. Right. And like and very understandable. Like even on TV, right. you know, yeah. it was just like, yeah, that was intense. Yeah. It was crazy that that, that, that happened in Florida, which he is usually his crowd. Like yeah. I think that they were partially expecting it in New York, but oh my yeah. God. And especially when this was the one where, like, Cody was going to win. Like, at the end, they were like, this is his redemption. Like, he's whatever. It was absolutely crazy when they were, the commentary team just has to continue on. And they're just like, redemption for Cody. And right. it's like, okay, well, I think that, like, I can't tell because of the music, but I think he's still being booed. <laughs> right. Everyone seems pretty upset he won, actually. So I don't know if that's a real good redemption arc. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, in terms of the wrestling, I thought it was a good match. I, I actually found it more interesting than I thought that yeah, I would. I did too. Um, I don't approve. I'm about to sound like <laughs> like a million mom again. But I'm like, <laughs> I think at one point the crowd, because Arn was in the ring and Arn had his little spot, whatever, I don't care. Uh, the crowd was chanting like, get your Glock or something. And I genuinely <laughs> did have a response. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to shouting about guns. It's not appropriate. I don't think Arn should actually, I don't think it's funny anymore. I don't think Arn should be allowed to bring up his Glock. Mm-hmm. We have a gun problem. <laughs> <laughs> It's inappropriate. It's yeah. It's I didn't like good. it. I don't like I don't arm. Know. It really yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, and it kills me. Like I was thinking again about which I always think whenever Cody comes out, which is that like the American Nightmare is a really good name for someone who's the son of the American Dream, and I feel like you could do something really interesting with that. And Cody just is not doing anything interesting with it, which is a real bummer. No. Well, that's what's so frustrating about Cody is that I feel like there keeps being threads in his in what's going on with him that I'm like if he pulled that it could Mm -hmm. this could be really fun and really interesting but he's so headstrong determined to tell a different story that nobody wants to hear that it makes me insane it's crazy like he should have like the crowd's been booing him for a little bit here so like they should be adjusting the storyline based on that at this point like I feel like this was real like (laughs) uh, you should see that coming yeah, I did. I finally did reach like the end of my rope today. And I was just Googling like, what does Reddit think about Cody Rhodes? You know, when I'm just like, yeah. okay, I'll go ch- check in with the internet wrestling community. And it is like pretty crazy. It's not crazy because I kind of see why it's happening, but that you have a lot of people out there who are like, 
AEW does long-term storytelling. So Cody is going to turn heel and it is on purpose and it is a long-term story and he's been doing it for two years and like, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, that could totally be true, I guess, but it's just not like my gut is just like, no, there is a shoot problem here, yeah, not yeah. a work problem. Yeah. Like there's yeah. something genuinely you have some hang up about what it means to be liked or not liked by the crowd that is causing a problem. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's like it could be long term storyline, but telling. But if they were doing like a long term storytelling, Cody turns heel. Like they're missing their moment for it. Right. To like this. <laughs> like, time now. Yeah. this is yeah. This is when you have to do that turn if you're gonna pay off. But it does feel like like Cody doesn't understand how he's coming across or Cody is so determined to you know whatever his like emotional deal is. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will see what happens. Um. Let's move on to the elite. Mm-hmm. So the elite has been having a uh, little ongoing feud with the Dark Order, Super Click versus Dark Order. Very fun mm-hmm. match and Extremely series of fun. matches. Just a blast. I love when John Silver just is like, I have the zoomies and he's just running <laughs> up and down the ring, losing his shit. I find that so enjoyable. I know it's so good and I think the elite they're so good at doing like both like comedy feuds and like serious ones like it's it's interesting that they can do like such a good job like with the dark order um and it it feels very natural and very funny you know when they've also done stuff that's like the hangman Kenny stuff is for sure and I actually I do think that I think Adam Cole has done a lot for the the feud with the dark order because they got they were getting into it a little bit with some of the hangman stuff over the summer and that was fun it's not like I disliked it but Adam Cole has brought such a good energy that I feel like has taken everything else up a notch and like it's just extremely like sexy crazy like they (laughs) are all out there gourds (laughs) yeah it's been really good Adam Cole's energy like on BTE with like John Silver and Alex Reynolds has been like so funny and yeah he doesn't even like break laughing which is pretty impressive (laughs) no he's he's so fun I think you were saying that it's like he's someone was saying that he's great because he goes back and forth between that oh maybe it was you Leah it was between that like I can't I can't like I'm not paying any attention to you wait you think that my gear doesn't look good? Whatever. I don't care about your opinion. Like it is just, yeah. you know, it's high school vibes. It is. It's perfect. Um, the outcome of the super quick versus dark order match. Oh, so jungle boy came out afterwards and like beat on Brandon Cutler with a chair. I think kind of leading to this Brandon Cutler JB match that we saw this weekend. That was a very big comedy squash. (laughs) Brandon Cutler. Brandon Um, Cutler with his, his little grasshopper arms and legs going everywhere. I mean, he does a good job at it. (laughs) I was going to say nobody loses a match more entertainingly than Brandon, honestly. And, um, the real meat of it was the post-match promo where Jungle Boy was basically was like, I'm fucking sick of this. Mm-hmm. I I thought he did a good job. And it was yeah. a real like, Jungle Boy, no, Jungle Man moment. <laughs> like, this is I thought- by far his best promo. I was impressed. Yeah. Absolutely. And like the comedy, like both the chair, like Jungle Boy hitting him with, the ch- with Brandon Cutler with the chair and then him yelling, this week it almost felt like he was like he really did get so angry and like it Mm -hmm. to for jungle boy to convey emotions to me (laughs) i am so proud of him i'm like i I see that you feel that and i also see it and i'm you're doing great like and i feel like they yeah yeah they managed to access something where it's like what would the mildest sweetest boy in the world get mad at (laughs) bullying relentless bullying yeah where he's just like there's no reason you won't explain why you're being mean you just keep being mean to me (laughs) (laughs) you did a good job of communicating that's not fair Uh, (laughs) unfortunately he did then get brutally rubbed Totally wrapped it was up. very all of his friends are on the jericho cruise and he had no one to defend him against this, the whole elite this was an nc-17 beatdown. it was <laughs> filthy yeah <laughs> you couldn't air it before what 8 p.m or whatever like i don't know what to say 
Yeah, they just like dragged him up by the commentary table and were like pulling his hair back. It was very like, oh boy. And then they were kissing his cheeks. They too. gave him the gentlest cheek kisses mm-hmm. that I was just like, <laughs> you know what? The elite understand that it is about the contrast between the harshness of the pulling in the hair, <laughs> the softness of the kisses. So. <laughs> Anyway, we just all watched that with our eyes. Not a problem. <laughs> Loved it. I did think when Jungle Boy was being like, uh, come, on, come on out and fight me. Come on out. And Adam Cole came out and he was being like, do you mean me? There was, a, I mean, not energy wise, but a little bit. There was a real like, and how do you call your lover boy? <laughs> lover boy. Uh, vibe that I didn't hate. Like, quite a bit. <laughs> Honestly, I loved it. So... Oh man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> good stuff. Uh we also had a little promo this week where Kenny addressed Hangman. I thought it was a good promo tonally. It was different than some of the stuff he's been doing recently cuz he did get he gets a look in his eyes when he's mm-hmm. doing the Hangman promos. He's really good at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you really feel like <laughs> Kenny's invested emotionally the way he, he sometimes doesn't seem and it feels like yeah. they have a lot of history and it's very visceral. Mm-hmm. Yes, very visceral anger. And uh, then also a little comedy. Uh, I did like that ending with Kenny and Adam Cole just both <laughs> being like, oh, no, you came up with the line. <laughs> Where I'm like, you two are going to turn on each other at some point, And it's going to be, I mean, cats in the hen house fighting. But <laughs> Yeah. I feel like with those guys, too, it's like with those kind of like natural moments and promos, it's like you can just tell that they've like worked together and known each other for like a long time. You know, like there's just like a comfort level and naturalness. That's really good. Honestly, the four of them, every single like moment lately is just them having the time of their lives. I know. It is really fun. It's great. The the behind the scenes. I mean, the Brandon Cutler cam footage on (laughs) this week. Also great where it's like they just are so good. They're so good at doing promos together. They know what they want. They know how to get there. They're good. Mm-hmm. We're the first people to say it, probably. Probably. Uh, <laughs> Ruby Soho fought the bunny this week in a match I have almost no memory of. I remember liking it, but if you quizzed me on specifics, <laughs> I think I would fail very badly. But yeah. I did um, like it. I think in a way that speaks to something you said, Leah, because you said, well, why don't you go ahead and say it and then I'll say my thing. I'm. Like, I'm really pumped about Ruby Soho because she makes people look good, which, like, especially because the women's division is less experienced. And even the good wrestlers, like, Britt is a very good wrestler, but when she's paired with somebody that doesn't, isn't as experienced, sometimes it's like that person drags her down. Whereas Ruby does a really good job of making other people look good. Like, Thunder Rosa also does a really good job of making other people look good. But, like, we need more of that. So when I was watching Mm -hmm. Ruby and the Bunny, I was like, this is a really good match. Ruby's doing a really good job of, like, I don't know, being, like, being a strong partner for her. And I think that absolutely is true because I'm, like, the happy Mark who is just, (laughs) like, I think I like the Bunny's wrestling here. And then, obviously, everyone on the internet is, like, it actually blows chunks. And I was, like, (laughs) okay, well, I like the Bunny. And I think that she does a good, like, in the first place, she has the benefit of, like, she's got a really strong character. She Mm -hmm. brings such a, like, good, clear energy to everything she does. And when she's fighting, even if technically it's bad, which I think it is, maybe, uh, she does a really good job of, I'm just like, yeah, that actually is how I feel like this person would fight, which you are Mm -hmm. not seeing as much with some wrestlers. I'm just like, you have, you do it in character, but then, like, the character doesn't come through in the fighting as much. But I agree that definitely, like, it seems like Ruby was, was kind of, like, showing her off to best effect Mm -hmm. which is a really cool thing to have Mm -hmm. uh somebody doing yeah yeah for sure seriously especially in the women's division it's really good yeah uh the women's uh tournament bracket for the tbs very funny comedy belt (laughs) was announced so first we'll just talk about uh no let's start with actually so the buys for the first round uh the they I know sports. They don't have to <laughs> wrestle the first round. We're Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Chris Statlander. Uh, and the first of the first round matches that we did see was Ruby Soho again versus Penelope, uh, which I also thought was a good match and like had some fun character beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ruby Soho is just like so cool in general. Like I always have a really good time watching her. And then, yeah, like Red Velvet got out there to defend Ruby, which was really cool. Like 
I like that they are the women's network of relationships and feuds is really getting developed lately, which is great. Yeah. I loved when Red Velvet came out afterwards and it's like I, she and Ruby Soha had a very good had a very good like easy energy where I was like show me some skits like now <laughs> now that I thought of it I'm like I mm-hmm. gotta see skits the women have to do skits for me mm-hmm. uh, I need to see it I know uh, the other matches that we have coming up in the women's tournament so we have Anna Jay versus Jamie Hayter uh we'll talk about what anna well we can just talk about it in the middle of this actually anna um just fought brit mm-hmm. this week um which is a match that i thought they like she came off really well in yeah i agree yeah, she I, definitely did i thought that they that it was a really solid match and they, there was a there was a couple really good spots where i was like that was that was solid yeah uh anna jay is still She's really lagging. Now she's behind her boyfriend in the promo. Uh, <laughs> he's he's Sad, got but like true. A, he really took a like, step forward this week. He's got like a B minus, but she's still at like a D something. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Got to practice together a little more, guys. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that match, Ty Conti ran out to save her. And I don't know what it is, but when Ty Conti does that thing where she's like, so worked up and she keeps like sticking her tongue out in like angry concentration it drives me wild like, i'm just like <laughs> i fucking love you you're perfect would die for you <laughs> she's going to fight uh brit at full gear and i'm i'm really excited i think that could be a really good match yeah yeah it's cool you're going to get to see it that's crazy i'm so excited yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but so Anna Jay is going to fight Jamie Hayter. So she's kind of working her way through the, the, the DMD, uh, crew. <laughs> <laughs> and next it'll be Reba. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the bunny is going f- <laughs> to, yeah. the bunny is going to fight, fight Red Velvet, uh, which I also think could be a pretty fun match. I'm sure that again, technically it won't be necessarily be good, <laughs> but I think that vibe wise, it could be pretty rocking <laughs> yeah they both got <laughs> very opinion. strong personalities and good characters i feel like so yeah very fun yeah and serena deeb and hikarshida are gonna also have a first round match that's gonna be wednesday and i'm gonna see that and i'm so that's very amped exciting. about it because you've she got has a been good like, dynamite yeah you're what really are, gonna what see are, some good stuff tell us tell us your other highlights that you know are coming uh it's m- mox isn't it? i think it's mox versus 10 mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. This one, shit, I didn't like this. Oh, I just freely earlier was like Mox is going to fight OC, but I think we all know that's what's going to (laughs) happen. I forgot that he had... I yeah, forgot yeah, that he I had mean, to fight someone else right. to get there. The men's bracket is a real, like, Eddie and Lance Archer was the only one that I had any suspense yeah. about. So, yeah, yeah, right. Well, but I mean, right. shock, I guess shock us, 10. Right, uh, yeah, 10. <laughs> 10 beat Mox in the first that's, round. That's very funny. Okay, anyone who was going to correct me about that, you don't have to because I realized at the end. <laughs> but um, uh, she has yeah. been, like, threatening a little bit of heel stuff. Like, she's been doing mm. some weird stuff and then like Serena is a heel. So like, I don't know. I'm really amped about it. I want to see two mean bitches go at each other. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Leah. I love the phrasing. I love it for you. <laughs> I love <laughs> was, the, be... was your dynamite crew excited on Saturday where you were doing your prep prep work? Oh, watching with yeah. them all? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I was like, it was really good because like Tracy doesn't, doesn't watch. And then her dad is coming with us and he does watch, but he hadn't been caught up. And so, and he also like was, I don't know. He was just absorbing the things that we were getting excited about. And I, just, I like, it was really good to do like a prep and then, cause we're not yeah. going to be able to yeah. talk really during the match. So yeah, yeah. it's good too. It was good to do. Nice. I think that's now, now that I'm, I've been to two shows. So I'm a seasoned show professional. <laughs> I do think that like to go to the AEW shows, it's nice when you can do like a real debrief beforehand of like, this is where we're at. What do you think is going to happen? Real mm-hmm. debrief after. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, wrestling is fun guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a good time. Yeah. A little I'm bit. Having a good time too. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. I think we did a pretty good job on, uh, two weeks of a lot shows. of content yeah a lot of content so um i've been Allie. 
I've been Anne. And I've been Leah. And I lost my script that I usually <laughs> read at the end here. <laughs> seems to be gone, actually. But, uh, it's at the Tunnel very Talk. top. It's at the top, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys. Uh, this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod, via email, tunneltalkpod at gmail.com, on TikTok at Tunnel Talk Pod, on Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And come back next week. Oh, my God.